First off, uh, you get violent in your lyrics pretty often, and your most recent release, Wakisha, is no different. So I'm wondering if it's maybe time for you to walk the walk a little bit and name three artists who can beat up in a fight. Three artists I can beat up in a fight? Easy, Blank, Spine? Uh, yeah, easy peasy. I could throw them like 10 yards. You were the op that Blank was talking about on Twitter that one time? Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I was making him do his math homework. I don't know, like Vizzy or something, but Vizzy's like 6'2", 6'3", so... But he's got to weigh like 120 pounds. Yeah, exactly, so he's a little Brexit geezer, so... Yeah, feeding him uh, beans on toast and shit, probably not, not that crazy yeah, feeding him diet. fucking toast sandwiches, so I don't know. And on the topic of violent situations, what would you do during the perch? Ooh... I would just go to like a grocery store and steal like all the fruit by the foot or some shit. Bro, that's so, it's so boring. I don't want to like kill anybody, bro. I don't have any enemies or anything like that. I don't want to kill anybody. I'd probably just go like steal some snacks. But you got to think about the fact that other people are going to be trying to kill people during the purge. So you're really going to risk your life for some fruit by the foot? Oh, that's their beef, not mine. Fuck it. <laughs> Through the COVID lockdown, we saw an explosion of what's now been dubbed cap rap uh, with, you know, suburban teenagers that live in a cul-de-sac rapping about murdering people. Uh, so I'm wondering, what do you think are some of the pros and cons of this new sort of broadening of lyrical content? Um, I think that it allows everyone to appreciate the culture and bring something new to the table without people just discounting them from experiences that they've had. If you're like coming at it as like, yeah, I came from the trenches, bro. I had fucking nothing. Like Little Mabu. Yeah, it, yeah, like this is all I got. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? But if you just come at it as like, no, I just love rap music and I like just rhyming stuff like that and just coming up with cool, funny bars and shit like that, then it's like a different, it's just a different perspective. I think after like Lil Tekka came out, he kind of like really paved the way because he's just like, fuck it. Like, yeah, I don't have straps. I don't even know how to drive. And everyone's like, yeah, does this shit even like really fucking matter? No. You're going to get even better music if you just let everybody create it. Yeah, I do think there's like a line that you shouldn't cross where you're just like actually coming up with like a fake fucking story about your come up and like trying to like use that as like getting credit with like music and shit like if it's like bro if, if you can just make good music and have that speak for itself then yeah you should you probably deserve the platform you have to an extent there's like an image obviously that you have to like replicate to your music on your instagram or twitter or something like that but it's like obviously everyone knows it's like a it's like a mask to make music, right? It's like, I, it's just like, I'm just saying stories. Like it's like a making a fictional story, right? You're not going to call an author a cap rapper for making a fantasy story. It's like, what? Dragons didn't exist. It's cap rap. It's like, okay, cool. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to write about it anyway. Next, what can you tell me about this image? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. That picture, bro. Okay. Yeah. I worked at a logistics company and I was just doing order picking jobs. And this lady was like, this is the beginning of my shift, by the way. This is like, I woke up and I just walked into work with my like harness on. I'm like, my hands in my pockets. Right? I'm just like, oh my God. And this lady's like, hold up, wait, stop. I need to take a picture. We need your ID. And I'm like, I guess like huh? it's like 9 a.m. or something. It, yeah. It was, it was just like, huh? And she just goes, like that and goes okay i'm gonna print it out see so yeah, i was like what the fuck and then i got it back later and i was like dude i was just like bro i looked like batman dude like i, I don't know it was fucking wild you look like somebody batman would beat up batman's like hey what are you doing and i'm like huh that's like that's exactly what that freeze frame is and then he beats the fuck out of me for like smoking a joint next uh we met in person recently at lockhart fest you in chicago did. we did lean at Lockfest. Right, which raises the point that you've performed quite a few times at this point. So I'm wondering, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from going from performance to performance? Don't burn yourself out. Oh my god. My first performance, I was like watching all these Limp Bizkit videos, and I was like, alright, so I just gotta <laughs> scream the whole time at them. So I got up on stage, I'm like, don't fucking go. 
like I'm just like instantly screaming and was screaming, which is like good, right? Like it's like good to a point, but I was screaming the whole time. So like halfway through my set, I was like literally like about to pass out. Like I was like, oh my God, like I'm like, tunnel I got to chill out. Yeah, like tunnel vision. Like I was getting like, yeah, I was like, I need to actually chill the fuck out for a second. But then yeah, the second few times around, I like really got the hang of it. That's like the biggest lesson. Don't bring yourself out and don't do the opposite. Don't like just stand there, get the crowd hype, do some countdowns, you know, open the pit up a little, you know, do some shit like that. Just like crowd interaction is so important it's sometimes entertaining seeing people like try to keep like pushing through like very clearly being exhausted and shit like that but nobody wants like to see you like struggle on stage and a lot of the shows you performed at have been in pretty far away cities a trend you're continuing in august with a couple shows in the uk yes sir and a lot of artists can relate to the feeling of like why am i doing midterms when i was just in la for a show so i'm wondering if there are any tips you have for like maintaining a good like work-life balance in the realm of music just keep your school in tune with what you're doing i just call them and i'm like hey i'm going here for a week or whatever I need to be able to access my classes at these times because the time differences whatever and most of the time they're like cool especially because I go to an audio engineering school they're like obviously like yeah go extracurricular activity yeah they're like do that if your teachers and professors are nice they'll like work with you and they'll be like you know yeah you can do this exam at like 12 at midnight because we all won't be awake then right you know it's shit like that i feel like especially if you're going to school for something like audio engineering it's like basically an extension of like the course that you're doing already so yeah it's like experience and it's also how you word it if you're at like an end like a business school right like a finance school or whatever and you're like hey yeah, i got a concert with all my homies i've been on discord playing video yeah. games it's like they'll be like what the fuck but if you're like hey yeah i'm a i'm a musician with a platform i have to travel for music and do these concerts then they'll be like oh okay like it's serious all right yeah gotcha i just tell, tell them it's my fucking job like i'm like, hey, I'm a musician. I have to travel. Uh, I'm going to be gone for these dates and I need this done. That's important because let's say tomorrow a fast food restaurant sees how hard you're working and decides to hit you up for a sponsorship. What restaurant is it at and what is the Kuiper meal? Oh, Wendy's. Mm. Actually, no, because I just get the basic burger. So I would probably get like probably like McDonald's McDouble. No onions. I fucking hate onions. So, yeah, OK, McDouble meal, large fry and a medium Sprite, a spicy McCrispy. And yeah, that's the Kuiper meal right there. Next, let's say the day after the Kuiper meal goes live, word gets out to aliens and they come down to earth and- uh, Bro, they, don't get me started on aliens, bro. If you could pick one person to be the ambassador to communicate with aliens, who would it be? Me, I would do it. Me, you know, I'm the guy, I don't know if man. I trust you. I don't know if I trust you, bro. Why not? I'm, I'm such a reasonable guy. Not like Morgan Freeman? I don't know. Morgan Freeman's like has the calm baritone voice that would very <laughs> calm you down. But I'm a big conspiracy theorist when it comes to aliens. I would want to con. I would be like, yeah, let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. I would like want to, bro. I feel I like, like 30 minutes later, the world would just disappear. Yeah, no, probably. I would be whispering to them like, yo, can you take me to like some other galaxy? And they'd be like, yeah, if you give us the planet, I'd be like, okay, let's go. You know, and I'd just be like, let's do it. You know, like I was telling my girl about this. If aliens like landed in my fucking backyard and were like, dude, come with us to some galaxy. We're going to like take you there and show you everything. I'm going. Like I was like telling, I was like, I'm going. Yes, bro. What? You told that to your girl? You're just like, yeah. oh, if, if aliens came, I would leave yes. you behind. Yeah, no, literally, I was like, I will, I will, like, I, I will hopefully come back, but if they just, like, drive me into, a, like, the sun or something, okay, I, that's, like, whatever, bro, that's just so cool, I love space so much, it's just so cool, like, anything that is, like, magic or fantasy on Earth is just, like, normal it's cool in space man you're just planets that fucking rain diamonds and shit and it's like <laughs> it's like that's fine that's totally cool like what and what and people are like no nah, we don't need to explore that shit fuck it that's just so crazy to me it's just like an infinite space of planets and shit that could have life could maybe not and there's people that are like no nah, we don't need to 
We don't need to look up that stuff. Fuck it. We don't need that. It's like, what? No, yeah, it's insane that NASA only gets like what, like 0.7% like of the US government's but like annual yeah, budget. Yeah, bro. If I was like the Earth's president, I would switch America's military budget with NASA's. I'd be like, fuck y'all. We're switching it. See what happens for a year. And we'd probably discover aliens. Hell yeah. I'd be like, yeah, told y'all. You mentioned conspiracy theories. Could you name a couple off the top of your head that you believe in? Agartha? I know, I don't believe in Agartha. That's like Middle Earth shit. That's like super like woo-woo alarm type stuff. I believe in Mel's Hole. There was a broadcast in the 90s called Coast to Coast with Tim West or some shit was his name. I don't know. He would just take calls of random people that had like weird anomalies and shit. A lot of it would be like crazy whack people that were like, yeah, there's an alien like fucking me in the butt or something. But this one guy called and he's like, hey, yeah, I have like a hole near my fucking house and my dogs won't go near it and i've dropped he dropped like fourteen thousand feet of fishing line down with a weight and it still didn't get wet he didn't touch anything and he brought like a short radio close to it and he started picking up game like radio of games from the 60s like he'd walk up and he'd be like oh you know get out the park he'd be like what the fuck and then a lot more people found out about it and then locals were saying that there was like he got evicted from his house the guy that was in mel's he got evicted from his house essentially there was a bunch of like tracks found on his property and land that were like military vehicles they said they weren't there and then when he came back they essentially just cemented over the hole there's like blocks on google over it they're like where it's supposed to have been and it's just like a black square it goes like really deep hmm. but like that and like crop circles i also believe in crop circles there's a lot of fake ones out there but the ones that humans have tried to make are nowhere near as perfect as the ones they just found you know what i don't believe is the new alien shit that like the government is saying i don't believe that oh the ufo stuff don't believe a single bit of it bro that's so bullshit like they, they've been so silent like that used to be called the a word mm -hmm. like we don't say aliens on there we don't see a word and then this year they're like aliens ufos we found aliens look at this shitty footage that doesn't even show anything of an la backyard it's like what i wouldn't trust it from the government because it's like it probably has something to do with their interest just think about religion i'm not gonna be like a controversial topic here because i'm you know but think about all religion let's say christianity for example right i grew up in a christian household right if aliens exist that kind of debunks the bible a little bit if the government can do that with religion and debunk it and have people of that religion believe that it's been debunked they can just control everybody but that's <laughs> that's my whole speech i told you don't get me started on aliens by any chance do you watch the youtuber mr ballin my friend does i never really got into him because it's just like it's like just mass content like just quantity over quality i watch like y files it's like an hour long episode on just one topic not like an eight minute video of some guy got lost in a cave yeah, i don't really give a fuck about that it's like i care about more like scientology or some shit like that where it's like holy shit like this could have like a huge effect on our society i don't really give a fuck about some guy that got lost in a cave you know or like some nuclear power plant that blew up like <laughs> 60 years ago it's just like it's cool but it's just not like a crazy conspiracy theory and then on a different note i understand that you made quite a few short films when you were younger so i'm wondering are there any creative endeavors like short films that you're looking to get more into going forward yeah that's actually really interesting my brother he's like a poet and he's really into making video games and stuff like that me and him have talked about directing a movie or something when we're like older and that's something i would really want to do is like have creative control over something like that especially with me and my brother because me and my brother are just like really just like bounce shit off each other like we're just super creative like growing up we wanted to make like t-shirts like we we're making like t-shirt designs we were making like music we want to be like dubstep djs and then we wanted to be like youtubers and shit but yeah I'm, i am gonna score his video game that is coming out pretty soon so that's some lore for you some kuiper ost and on the topic of kuiper lore i i know that you're not from toronto toronto but i gotta ask are all the stereotypes about torontonians like real does like does everybody actually talk like nice your beef um i'm 
fucking barved. Yes, and people who aren't from Toronto also like okay i'll say there's a fundamental difference i use some toronto slang but it's like a post ironic way of saying it like we just go up to each other and be like wagwan and just like that <laughs> each other but it's just like it's like we're saying it like completely serious but it's like we're not actually it's like you know wagwan bro it's just like a joke people that like say it as like a post ironic thing it's just like they're not trying to fit that like image but it's just like everyone says it so it's just kind of like slang at this point and there's people who are actually like yo fam like with like their fucking track suits and everything like at, in the middle of a school day Mikey tech yeah like what the fuck are you doing man like get the fuck away from me like i don't like what are you doing like i don't understand this guy's trying to ask for my vape he's in a great tent with a track suit and a fake bb belt get the fuck out like i'm like what are you do it like i just threw a fucking pod at him and was like get out of my face bro it's so dumb and i yeah i would do this thing and bathrooms there was like these grade nines that would be like yo fam like you got weed fam and i'd be like yeah dude i got some weed water bro and i just give them my water bottle and they give me five dollars to sip my fucking water bottle i'd be like yep <laughs> and there's lessons in life you're a fucking idiot there you go and i just walk out and they'd be like oh, don't even hi bro i'm like yeah it's fucking water you dumbass that's just how gullible they are bro i'm like yeah dude, i got this new weed water from the dispensary and you're like <laughs> no way i'm like yeah dude yeah like five bucks a sip i got you it'll get you fucked and they're like dude let's go five dollars a sip you were taxing oh my god i was bro <laughs> yeah this one kid did uh 30 push-ups on the bathroom floor to hit a vape <laughs> on the bathroom floor you're on the so bathroom awful. i didn't do that i wasn't me i just walked in the bathroom this guy's just doing they're like touch your nose to the ground <laughs> touch your nose he's like Ugh. you know and then just he gets up and he's just like, come on, let me get it he just like hits it i was like bro what are you doing with your life man and then in researching for this interview i went back and listened to a bunch of your older music and it occurred to me how different a lot of your older stuff sounds the stuff from the stuff you're making now so i'm wondering how do you look back on your older music maybe dating back as far back as aerobics i just think of it as like it's just younger me it's just like a different era i was just doing more like monkey see monkey do type shit you know like i was just like seeing what was popping and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna like i was just what i was listening to at the time you know, which was whatever was popping in quarantine so i wasn't really experimenting a lot i thought it was experimenting because it was like this new genre right it wasn't normal rap so i thought i was experimenting i was really just kind of trying to replicate what other people sounded like there's just like a moment in an artist's career where they get their own swag that's essentially like what happened i feel like first year of kuiper was probably just me trying to find what i was like good at making throwing shit at the wall and was just like let's see what happens here only up until like this year is when i started feeling really confident and like this is my own sound after probably point, i was making more like kind of rap shit like less like internet music i just feel like i was making music for like 15 year olds 13 year old 14 like that kind of group of kids back when I was that old and then now I'm just like I'm just kind of grown I want to just move on and like separate myself from that immature sound and like grow on it a little bit that's why I don't pitch up my songs that much anymore like I have like a, just a deeper voice in my songs and shit next are you still rocking with hunting simulator games Ooh, that's a good one um no but I've I I did get really really into hunting simulator games recently I've been playing like siege with reef I was playing siege with reef the other night yeah, he always asks if anybody wants to play siege whenever we're in like a VC yeah or something. <laughs> <laughs> that guy plays Siege like all day. And then um, Battlebit. I've been playing some Battlebit recently. Oh, yeah. How is it? I haven't touched it yet. It's good. The gunplay is really good. I was really surprised at how fucking solid of a game it is. It's not like laggy or buggy or any. Like you get a game in 0.2 seconds and you're like, in a fucking server everyone's prox chatting it's great it's such a fun time and then uh that's a good segue into our next topic um on the topic of games i understand you're familiar uh with the call of duty rework project plutonium so i'm wondering are there any other older games like that that you think are also deserving of a second lease on life Crap. yep okay yeah i know i knew you were gonna mention that yeah <laughs> this one and uncharted oh two and three started mm-hmm 
and Bulletstorm. These all probably play Bulletstorm on PC, but these were all PlayStation exclusive. These need to be ported to PC. They have been. You know that, right? <laughs> Wait, the Uncharted ones? Yeah, there's an Uncharted, uh, there's a trilogy collection. I don't know about, I don't know if 4 is over yet, but I'm pretty sure the first three games are in like a legacy collection sort of thing on PC. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, bet. Also, I've written down Little Big Planet. Yes, yeah, Little Big Planet. Yeah, that needs to come back. They like took away the service for the first two ones, right? But they ported all the worlds over. Just the fact that I can't go back and play Little Big Planet 2 and 1 with my older brother is just like... That fucking sucks. They need to bring that back immediately. Judging by that collection, I'm guessing you were a PlayStation kid. Yeah, I was a PlayStation kid. Thinking about now about how so many games that have like sort of universes around them, like think about like Fortnite and how there's so much like creator community based like content made around that game. I'm thinking like I feel like Little Big Planet, if anything, would be huge nowadays. There's a book on like creating video games and shit, and it says in it that in order for a game to become timeless, you have to give the player complete creative control if you can just make it and turn it into any game you want that game is now going to be infinitely timeless minecraft little big planet was supposed to be that but they fucking just deleted it for some fucking reason like i'm thinking also other games like sims like roblox yeah. terraria like exactly they're just timeless because you can just make it whatever fucking game you Grand want Theft Auto, like yeah yeah gta because of mods and shit like that yeah it's just a shame why they would pull the plug on a game that was literally designed to be timeless like you can make whatever you want upload the worlds play them in a community thing and like keep score on the worlds too like if it's a racing world or some shit like that you know yeah it'll be a huge bummer if they don't bring it back for like the ps5 like a little big planet 4 sort of thing no matter how many artists you discover it seems like there's always a hundred more you wish you could have found sooner so if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners onto right now who would you pick rail g-a-r-y-l-e is crazy the semtex people like spine blank i've known them for like years now and like they're really starting to come up and it's like you're gonna know about those people like really soon i'm like sure of it that's like literally just my family like i love everybody in there oh five I've always loved 05. He's super hard. Always been a fan of 05. Radai and Mardo. They're Vancouver rappers. They have a lot of motion. They're crazy hard. Listen to Slay. It's so good. The music video, the cinematography, it's like Gotham City. It's so fucking cool. And then, uh, despite how many people you've already collaborated with, I'm sure there's still plenty more you want to work with. So if you can name a handful of dream collaborators, either on vocals or production, who would they be? On production, Filthy, Starboy, people in Working on Dying. I want to work with that producer group like so badly same with this like producers in the other world on like a big scale like cardi fred durst would be crazy because i know snot went on tour with limp biscuit i want to go on tour with limp biscuit it'd be a very interesting crowd just a bunch of dudes wearing jorts that's me bro like you dirty know, in the mud yeah that or like jonathan davis from corn Mm, that would be crazy holy shit yeah just get some vocals like that because i make metal too so like i, I don't even want to work on like a rap record with them i would want to work on like a full fucking metal album like that and then uh finally i'm really excited for what you got uh what are you going to accomplish going forward so with 2023 lit out before you what are you looking to accomplish this year the uk tour more concerts everything more music for everyone to listen to i'm just want to put music out i just want to get music videos out and literally just content for everybody that's it crazy shit getting planned right now i can't even Oh shit! Crazy oh. thing getting planned. Sorry, my Febreze fell. Crazy <laughs> things being planned right now that I can't discuss. Let me tell you, it's fucking dope. Get my foot in the door. So you'll be seeing a lot of me this year. Hopefully. Awesome. Okay. I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Today. Peace out, Noah.